0: In one age, called the Third Age by some, an age yet to come and an age long past, a wind rose in the bunker. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to drafting of the universe. But it was a beginning of a theme song.
1: internet and welcome back to draft the universe this is the nerd fight battle royal this is the podcast where we pick a topic pick our favorites and then fight to the death or maybe just for bragging rights the person who's about to speak is seth and the one after him is ben and the guy who started it off is Jafar. That's right. And we're here today to talk about our favorite fantasy books. My ba-
2: biggest fantasy is if you would warn us before you do the weird name things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> A fantasy indeed, Ben. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things that you're not sure are real, replacement Chris. I'm sorry you didn't get out. Yeah. Um, and I was actually
0: hoping... Would you guys mind telling me where the shower is down here? Because up until now, I've been real afraid of, like, being that naked and vulnerable in this space. But my hair is getting real, real greasy. There's a shower
2: drain in the murder basement. I wouldn't go there to shower. And there are a bunch of faucets in Electric Ladyland, but I don't know what comes out of them.
1: Uh, We mostly use dry shampoo. Oh, if you have some extra of that, that would be great. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's in the fridge. The showers, okay. I believe, in the the uh, 50s bunker
2: village work.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah, we'll take you to the 50s village. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. That yeah, be it's good. a bunch of like, it's like a
0: 50s neighborhood. Yeah, there's a sun the the and bunker. grass. There's grass? Well, well it's,
1: it's astroturf. Yeah, it's oh. not real grass. And it's also not real sun. It's just a very bright... <laughs> Compact fluorescent light bulb that you should not look into for any reason whatsoever.
2: That We learned that, well, the easy way. We were just like, hey, don't do that.
1: <laughs> and then we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But fantasy books. Yes. Yeah. So um, before we get into drafting fantasy books, we talked a little bit about this last week, uh, but I wanted to set some firm rules. For what is eligible, what is not eligible, W slash R slash T, series of books, stories, etc.
2: Well, as we know, any good fantasy book requires some esoteric list of rules. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It it does some world building.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, you don't get out of the fairy realm uh, if you accept a gift. Much like you don't get out of the bunker ever. Apparently. Apparently. Um,
2: It depends on how you get into the bunker. Because if you get in digitally, apparently you get like just beamed right back out.
1: Oh yeah, that did happen a couple of times. Yeah. Really, the rules are quite fluid here. It's almost like we didn't know them in the first place and have just been winging it this whole (laughs) time.
2: Or
0: the draft commissioner has great and unknowable powers. I
1: like that one better.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Pandering to the... The, um, the draft master or the commissioner, I think, is the right answer every time. The problem is sometimes they get jealous.
1: Yeah, you they, can't show too much affection to one and not anything to the other. Otherwise, you wake up with a horse head in your bed. Oh, my. Do they, they have th- horses down here? Well, the rest no. of the horse
2: was in my bed. And oh, that was more of an inconvenience than the horse head. Cause it's
1: true, that's oh, they're, most of the horse—they're real big, <laughs>
2: yeah—and like I didn't even do anything.
1: <laughs> and also, you only sleep on a twin, so you know yeah. that horse was yeah. basically more than your entire bed, anyways Oh yeah,
2: it, the whole thing collapsed. It was bad and news. I wound up going through the floor because the house I stay in has been there since the fifties, and there's been no maintenance. Yeah. And I
1: think that's how we met, Doctor Giggles. I think
2: that's
0: possible.
1: All right. Huh.
0: I haven't met him yet.
1: Don't Oh, yeah. I would. Yeah. Okay. Um I mean, I'm pro vaccination, <laughs> but I would I would just stay away from Dr. Giggles. Okay.
2: I will take your word for it. But anyway, uh so I believe the what my thought was is where we left off was three books or less, you can just take it all as a chunk. Anything that's more than three books, you have to
0: take an individual book.
1: Yeah. And we can run with that, and that's fine, especially if that's what you guys have planned for.
0: That is what I have planned for.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, that
0: makes sense. Although, I don't know. I didn't find too many fantasy books that were in a series, but maybe you guys have different uh, resources than I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of fantasy books. There's a lot of very famous fantasy series. Mm -hmm. series Serieses. Okay. Um, well, I'm so. sure we'll
0: get to hear about most of them.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: I'm a little worried. I have a feeling that this list is going to get incredibly cannibalistic incredibly quickly. Quite possibly. Uh, I, I, I have six things, so... Oh, boy. Uh, oh, well, I have 13, so I'm not too worried. I have about that, but I know that I, since I get first pick, there is going to be a lot of top-tier stuff that does not get back to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am worried about how quickly I'm going to have to go... Uh, deep into my my picks <laughs> Fair and enough. have to start arguing that uh, stuff that really doesn't count as fantasy should count.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're going to get much of an argument there from me. Yeah, um, I, that would be a
0: good conversation to have. Yeah, Where does sci-fi fall in the fantasy spectrum? I believe there has to be a strong fantasy element. Uh, so, wait, let me t-
2: try and look into this. <gasps> I'm having a prescient vision of of Dune
1: Present Visions I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood. Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fighting. Not in the mood for details. Now you listen to me. Details and I want them right now. I don't have a job. I have no place to go. You're not in the mood. Well you get in the mood.
0: Present Visions of Dune. Right. Uh,
2: <laughs> I would say that things like hard sci-fi, where it is mostly about like the hard technical aspects of a future thing, something like Ender's Game yeah. is sci-fi, not fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It, you, yeah, if, if the science matters, it's science fiction. If the science does not matter, I'd say it's fantasy. Because if the science is... And I don't mean the like Arthur C. Clarke definition of science and magic either. Mm -hmm. It's if they explain it as magic, or don't explain it at all, it is effectively magic. Mm -hmm. If they attempt to explain it using science, it is science fiction. So you would say that uh, for example, Michael Crichton's timeline is
2: sci-fi, not fantasy. Even though they are going back in time and having medieval adventures, it is because of An important plot device time machine. Yes.
1: Yes, But alternatively, um, a Yankee in King Arthur's court, which is very similar because they don't explain it with a time machine. The kid just wakes up. Is fantasy. Is that about a kid?
2: Isn't it, though? I thought that was a kid in King Arthur's court. I thought a Yankee was... I
1: might just be projecting. I thought it was actually a baseball player. But... (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. To be honest, I'm not entirely... I'm questioning a lot of things right now. I might be getting books confused.
2: I, I believe I am. So
0: that is why I am confused. Um, Either way, I think that's a good distinction.
1: Yeah, so like um, an episode of Star Trek, for mm. example, uh, that has a space battle where they use the gravity of a planet to do some kind of, maneuver to save the day that is super specific or cool or borderline magical, because they used science to explain it, is science fiction. Right. As opposed to an episode of Star Trek, where there's a lightning storm in space and the holodeck comes alive, you could probably make a case for it being fantasy. Um, Q is fantasy, Romulans are (laughs) sci-fi. Yes. Um, That said, I have no plans to take anything Star Trek because it's definitely more science fiction than fantasy um, all around. Uh, But it's enough of a border topic there where I figure... All right, Ben, what is your first pick? It's time (sighs) to get... Oh, wait. Actually, before we get to... If we're going to limit to three books mm-hmm. yeah. is it a set of three books like I want Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. can yes. I take Hobbit no Fellowship you- Two Towers no So I would say that you can take
0: you can take The Lord of the Rings, that is a trilogy, and then if it comes back around, you could also take The the Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah, And then also take The Silmarillion, if you're really that dedicated. I'm not. (laughs) But you can't, like... (laughs) I'm not Stephen Colbert. I can't
2: say, (laughs) okay, first round, I'm taking three. my favorite three Wheel of Time books.
1: Okay, that's that's what I was getting to. Yeah,
0: because that's not a trilogy. Yeah, because
2: there are more than three, I get to pick one of those Wheel of Time books, or I get to take, uh, you know one of something more than three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay.
2: okay. This is gonna suck because I know by the time this list comes back to me, five things are going to be off of it. Um ah. so I am just going to have to uh, to clench my teeth and just go with the thing that has most recently rekindled my love of fantasy and have been the books that I just dove head over heels into. I'm, I'm mad taking at you. taking The King Killer Chronicle by Patrick Roftis. I introduced you to those books, and I'm mad you didn't leave it for me. I don't, I don't give a shit. They're so fucking good. <laughs> They're just so good.
0: I'm a little confused
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that's a real book. It's not a Fantasy
1: book? Oh. Oh, Oh, no. 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 Oh,
2: oh, no. It is a book that is set in a fantasy, like, the the narrative is in a fantasy setting. Yeah.
0: That's, I, I've been very wrong in my (laughs) assumption of how this draft is going to go. Oh, boy. I have 13 books on my list that are all fantasy books and that they are books that exist in some kind of fantasy setting and are not, Really, actually, written books.
1: i huh, will be fun to see what those are. Yeah, that'll be fun. But well, uh, it's for, like your list yeah. is going to be safe.
2: For those of you who don't know, uh, the Kingkiller Chronicle is by Patrick Rothfuss. The two books are The Name of the Wind and A Wise Man's Fear. Uh, they tell the story of Quoth. Uh, it's just how I believe it's pronounced. Quoth, Quoth, yeah. Uh, and believe. it is he's a uh, young young boy who finds his. Uh, Finds his family has been killed by an un, like, the boogeyman. Um, and suddenly, like, oh, the boogeyman is real and he killed everyone I know. Um, and so he has to live his life, like, trying to find a way to find any information out about these unknowable, like, fairy tales. Because if you just ask anybody, hey, do you know anything about the boogeyman? They're just like, Aren't you a little old to believe in the boogeyman? And if you say, yeah, he killed my family, there's like, okay, we're going to lock you up in this nice padded <laughs> room for a while. And it is him exploring this really, really amazing fantasy world and becoming a basically a wizard um, and master sword fighter. And it's really, really cool.
0: Very good. Um, so are you guys okay with me taking books that aren't real? Because... Otherwise, I can scramble real fast and find some books that are in fact fantasy setting. I mean, are
1: they are they fantasy books still?
0: No, I mean they're fantasy in that they are not real books, but they're not all. All of the books are not having a fantasy setting.
2: I'm excited for this. I want to see how it goes.
0: Okay, I won't scramble then.
2: I'm going to allow it,
1: but watch yourself, McCoy. All right. Well, fuck you, Ben. Um...
0: I also now have a much better understanding why we had such a long conversation about (laughs) series of books. Because there are a lot of book series that take place in a fantasy setting. And there are very few books that are not real books that are a series.
2: That is true. But that, yeah. I hope that, Wins of
1: is on your list. I'm less
0: confused now. Oh.
1: <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and I hope that, that my first pick is Lord of the Rings. Because. Yeah. Fuck it. It's, if I'm not getting what I want, I'm going to take the best.
2: Oh, Lord of the Rings.
0: So, so good.
1: All right, That's Seth, very good. You got two.
0: My first draft is Orange Catholic Bible Revised from Dune. Ah yes, and that is that is the book that is the the holy uh, document of Dune of those that are the the religious group that is directly opposed to the gross technological advancement seen throughout the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they're the, it's, it's the
1: Bene Gesserit Bible. Basically,
0: yes. yeah, it's it's an amalgamation of of it's basically Abrahamic religion plus plus yeah. other stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, Abrahamic religions, for
2: those of you who did not get a religion major, are Judaism, Christianity, Islam, kind of some others, but the, that family the big, the big of, three. of, of yeah. religions.
0: Yes. And then for my second, which has nothing to do with the Bible, Men of Fire and Women of Air by Alora, daughter of Amar, daughter of Kura from the Wheel of Time, specifically Lord of Chaos, which is a book about... The Sexual Differentiation of Magical Powers in Humans. Yes. Written by an Ogier.
1: What was the name of that one again?
0: (laughs) Men of Fire and Women of Air.
1: Okay.
0: I wonder how much it talks about
2: men's taint.
0: Oh, I hope not much. Well, because men tainted the one power and... I'm going to have to double check... I believe it may have been written before the boar was opened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, But I'll I'll double check on that for next week. In the Wheel of Time series,
2: just for anybody who doesn't know, only women can use magic because men used to use
0: magic and we fucked it up real bad. Yep. And now if men try to use magic, they go crazy because of the close connection to the in-universe equivalent of the devil. I said I. I'm watching you.
2: They see your every move.
1: actually listened to that song earlier today. I said I
2: (laughs) am watching you. I said I am watching you. Watch. It's true if you know the books. (laughs) It's the magical women who just like run the world. (laughs) Yeah. Poorly. Run it poorly. Well, because like half of them turn out to be evil. And it's just like, oh, like at this point, it's not even like an an evil infiltration. It's the good people who just weren't in on the news. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, our criteria: fantasy, mm-hmm. trilogy, written word. There's one for me that really stands out above all others when we say the word trilogy. So I'm taking the scripts slash novelizations of the original Star Wars trilogy.
0: That's fine. It wasn't on my list. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, I'm going to... Uh, it is not the Star Wars books I would have taken, but I appreciate the choice. Well, if we had gone open series, X-Wing would have been my first pick. Oh, well, I would have gone with the Timothy Zahn trilogy.
1: <laughs> um, That's on my list, um, but for... Uh, sake of canon i decided to go with the original trilogy yeah
2: also yeah back to war is one of my honorable mentions (laughs) Uh,
1: also i don't know how familiar uh seth is with the star wars extended universe not so fair enough yeah uh star wars that's the good shit (laughs) thrawn
2: is like everyone you know who is just like into Star Wars. Most of them read the Timothy Zahn books about Admiral Thrawn as a kid and were just like, oh, Star Wars is so much cooler than I thought it was. <laughs> You're not wrong. Because he is, in my opinion, the best villain Star Wars has ever had. Because um, he's a bad guy who's just smarter than you and there's nothing you can do about it. Everything you think you can figure out, he figured out first. Because he just is smarter than you. <laughs> Yes. And w- when you win, it's because of something you did not expect to have happen or do. You're just lucky. <laughs>
1: that's uh, I like it, bad guys it's a like catastrophe. That. Yes, that's a literary term invented by Tolkien. Oh, cool. Um, where it's similar to Deus ex machina, but it is one foreshadowed and two, while well, Deus Mec- ex machina is unexpected and happens. The catastrophe comes at a great personal cost, or a great cost, or a great sacrifice that cannot be replicated in history.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I appreciate that. That's good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay.
2: So I got two picks. This is going to be rough, because uh, I know I have more stuff left than I thought I would, but I know, much like Jafar was mad with King Killer Chronicle. Uh, I had Star Wars stuff on here. I had Lord of the Rings on here. Um, I did not have the Orange Catholic Bible, but that is a really smart, fun choice. (laughs) Um, I'm glad
1: that worked out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, with the end of the second round with the book before King Killer Chronicle that I love King Killer Chronicle. It is great. The only book I have ever read that made me yell, fuck you, and throw it across the room.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm taking A Storm of Swords from A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin. ha! Uh, huh. That book. Uh,
1: That's the Red Wedding book, right?
2: That is the Red Wedding book. That is Game of Thrones, uh, the third book in the series. Yeah. It wasn't the Red Wedding that did it. Uh, they didn't do it in the show, uh, and it's it's just in the book. Um, the scene immediately after the Red Wedding is Arya trying to escape from the Hound as they are, as the Red Wedding is happening around them, as they were trying to go into uh, the twins, the Freys' castle, as the the Freys are murdering all of the Stark army. And mm-hmm. it ends with her trying to run away and the Hound knocking her unconscious but you don't know she's been knocked unconscious. It just says he hits her in the back of the head with an axe. Yeah. And so having just read uh, uh, an incredibly sad and moving chapter where a bunch of your favorite characters get murdered. And you watch uh, some like really cool characters just go out like badasses because they're just super outnumbered. Then Arya gets hit in the back of the head with an axe, and you think she's dead. Yeah. Uh, I threw the book across the room, and
0: it took me a while to find it. <laughs> a Song of Ice and Fire probably has the record for the series that is most thrown.
1: My dad has the a very similar story with that exact same book, but it was during the Red Wedding instead of just after.
0: Did he throw it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, there, there are there are some things on my list that are fantasy at its strongest. And one of the, the interesting things about, uh, a song of ice and fire is how it subverted a lot of things. Uh, actually one of my favorite things about, uh, the Kingkiller Chronicle is I have the, uh, the 10 year anniversary edition and Patrick Rothfuss writes a foreword where it's, I try, I start set out to write a book that is the antithesis of, uh, the what you expect to run into in a fantasy novel. And then I wrote a story about a kid who's, uh, becomes an orphan, goes to magic school and kills a dragon. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you did, but you did it real different in cool and interesting ways. Just like, uh, George R. R. Martin sat down and he was like, what if there was a fantasy world where history happened? Like history happens here. Um, and uh, Jafar and I actually have a fun little bit of personal history because the event in history that inspired uh, the red wedding is some is an event that happened in Scotland where his ancestors killed my wife's ancestors. Oh my, that's a thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> the Campbells killed a bunch of McDonalds at at a at a uh, dinner, and they're all shifty, evil people. <laughs> but look how far Thanks. we've come.
1: Thanks, Ben. I mean,
2: we have 70 episodes of podcasts to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Round three. Uh, well, as Jafar knows, because he keeps all the records, round three tends to be where we take some fun stuff. And I am going to go fun. Uh, And shift... From, but what you first think of when we say books, to comic books.
1: Oh, uh, if you were about to take my pick, I'm gonna be so mad!
2: I'm going graphic novels, and I am taking Homeland or uh, Homelands from Fables.
1: Oh, okay, you didn't take my pick.
2: <laughs> Fables is a amazing, super fun uh, comic book series that is about. Uh, storybook characters hiding out in modern-day New York. Uh, A lot of it has been stolen for Once Upon a Time. Uh, (laughs) They've been trying to make a Fables TV show for forever, but Fables cannot be on network TV, and they just kind of made it with Disney um, for Once Upon a Time. But Homelands is the story of uh, Boy Blue, Uh, So, you know, Little Boy Blue, go blow your horn. uh, The cow's in the meadow, the sheep's in the corn. uh, And he's just been kind of this secondary character who's helping Snow White run Fable Town. And suddenly, all of the history for that character becomes very important because you find out he is the last person to have escaped from the Fable world into ours because there was this great evil, unknowable adversary that... Nobody knows who it is. They don't know how to fight him. They don't know how to stop him. It
1: wasn't Captain Hook.
2: It was not Captain Hook.
1: Or, or Stillskin, That's the bad guy in What's Upon a Time, yeah, right?
2: Yeah. I don't, no, it was not. Okay. Uh, I can actually spoil it for you. It's, uh, yeah. it's Geppetto. Oh, no! Whoa! Yeah.
1: Oh, what a twist! But, that is a books!
2: crazy twist. <laughs> it's so cool. But uh, he goes... Uh, he steals uh, the Witching Cloak and uh, um, the Vorpal Sword... And just goes back through uh, uh, their conquered homelands as this avenging badass assassin uh, trying to find out who killed all of his friends and, you know, why uh, why they were behind it. Um, and it tells a story of him trying to, you know, he, he was at the last castle trying to defend everything with, like, Robin Hood and a bunch of characters and they all died. And he was the only one to get out. And... Huh. All of this like deep pathos from behind this character comes out as he just murders his way through uh storybook land. That is a great cool. I would I want
1: to read that now. It is so great. How many issues is the Homelands collection, give or take? I don't need an exact number. Is it like a trade paperback of like six issues, or is it like an omnibus of like thirty? It, it is a trade paperback. Okay. I
2: believe it's like six issues. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I'm I not was- taking like I'm not taking one of those, like, (laughs) 500-page...
1: Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure, not because I was going to try and uh, pick-block you, but because I'm also about to draft a trade paperback, (laughs) and if you took an omnibus, I was going to take an omnibus. No. But if you took a trade paperback, I will stick with my original plan and take Fables and Reflections from Sandman. They
2: made a, a
1: comic book about the ECW character? Yes. And it's fantastic. Um, So, uh, in in this series, the uh, Sandman uh, is actually revealed to be one of the Endless named Dream, which fits with Sandman because he's always trying to knock people out. Because he exits night and
2: enters enters light.
1: Yeah, that's
2: take my hand. hand. Yeah. Um, That song isn't very good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some someone is very mad at you right now who's listening to this podcast, and I don't know who, but if they're still with us, good on them.
2: (laughs) I I, I'm hoping I'm editing this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can you you can take this one, Ben. That's fine. Um, No, uh, Fables and Reflections is a series. It's a set of kind of like one-off stories that all kind of. They don't intertwine, but they all kind of show an aspect of a character. Um, The main character of the series being Dream of the Endless, one of the seven endless of the universe, destiny, death, destruction. They also have uh, Delirium. They all have D names. Okay. Um, I appreciate you clarifying
0: because I was... A little bit lost there for a minute. We were making
1: wrestling jokes before. Yeah, and that's I, mean, I think got me more joke. lost.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Is this actually a wrestling comic book?"
1: <laughs> when Chris isn't here, we make more wrestling jokes. Yeah. there um, there
2: was a wrestler called Sandman. He was he has in ECW. nothing to do with the Neil Gaiman book. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> no, um, and it's great. And um, for me, the highlight of that collection is the um story of uh Emperor of America and Protector of North Mexico of uh of mexico uh emperor norton of the united states okay emperor norton's the best yes um (laughs) real historical figure uh Uh, this is my first introduction to emperor norton um just like the first time i had ever heard about him and i read the book and then i was talking to uh, my friend afram from college and he was all like you know that's a real dude right and i'm just all like mind fucking blown when, he was just a crazy person who lived in San Francisco and
2: would every so often send Congress edicts. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he was, he was home. Um, He's what we would call now homeless. Yeah. He was cared for by the community back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people would bring him food or uh, uh, you know, pay tribute. <laughs> and he would, in turn, give you uh, currency. He had his own currency made. He would dress very, uh, like an emperor and he was just the emperor of the United States. I wanna be this person. You do. <laughs> yes, I, I do. do. I really need to get a Norton dollar before they are only exist in museums. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're almost at that point because he was around in the eighteen hundreds. Yes. So wow. it's it's been a minute. It's been okay. a minute. It is it is time for me to get I'm making a note right I'm, now. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. Seth, you got two.
0: Yeah. So my next pick you is got a comic
1: book? If there's a comic book on that list, you should take it. Just follow suit.
0: I don't. Otherwise, I absolutely Is one
1: just a a fantasy book with a lot of illustration? Because we'll count that as a fantasy comic book. No. Can you just lie to me? (laughs) (laughs) No. Damn it! (laughs) Uh,
0: So, my next pick is probably the single most well-used book... In universe, um, that is not actually a book. Um, it is used by Hermione time and time again, and she is consistently frustrated throughout the Harry Potter series that nobody else has read this book. Hogwarts, <laughs> a History.
1: Yep. 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 yep.
0: <laughs> by chronicle Punnett.
1: Okay. Uh, knowing that won us Harry Potter trivia at Bar Knight once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Two interesting notes. One, my biggest gripe with the Harry Potter universe is the fact that the Chamber of Secrets is accessed through the uh, the plumbing system in Hogwarts, which is a thousand years old. Which mean, means that... The visits... castle
1: reconfigures it. It just got plumbing at some point. Deal. I don't... That's <laughs> not how it works. That is it's... how... The castle literally reconfigures itself. Then how did did Slytherin get there before the plumbing? (laughs) He just got down there. It was connected to something else then.
0: I mean, the Romans had plumbing.
1: Yeah, but not flowing water. No. Not through a sink. (laughs) Um, But
2: one nice thing I did read that uh, really excited me and solved a lot of plot holes for me is accepting that uh, the Harry Potter universe uses the original Terminator... Time uh, time travel. Because oh. everybody's like, why don't they just use time time turners to fix everything? And uh, Terminator has one timeline. Nothing ever changes. Whatever happens has always happened and will always happen. And when they use the time turners in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, they fill in the gaps into one canonical story, there is no original timeline where Harry does not go back and cast the Patronus or save uh, Buckbeak. Yeah. It has always happened and will always happen.
0: I like that explanation a lot. There, There yeah. is,
2: yeah, there is no, so you can't go back and save somebody because they have always died. Yeah. The only thing you could do is go back in time, get killed somewhere and put behind a wall and nobody finds you. Yeah. Um, you can't undo a thing that has happened.
1: But why do they keep going back in time to try and change the past in Terminator, then?
2: Uh, because They'd... robots are stupid. Oh. And yeah. also, later, they, they make it a little bit more fluid in that uh, things always happen. You can only affect when they happen. Mm. Um, but the original Terminator...
1: Yeah, the original Terminator.
2: Uh, if if Kyle Reese and the Terminator don't go back in time, John Connor is never born. But John Connor is born; he has to be born in order for
1: them to go back. Them to go
2: back in time. There is only one timeline where everything has happened. Yeah. Um, if you go back to the first time through, everything still happens. Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up and shoots up a you know a nightclub.
1: hmm Yeah, as opposed to the other two prevalent theories of time travel. One of course being the Back to the Future. um, Everything you do in the past affects the present. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Disappearing from photos, etc., etc. And then the um, other popular one is everything you do when you go back creates an alternate timeline. Yeah, multiverse multiverse theory. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I really like uh, the Terminator. Only ever one timeline. Yeah, yeah. Isn't
1: that a Voyager plot when they go back to the nineties too? Isn't that a thing?
2: Um, no. Because they do change things when they go back to the 90s. But we just find out that all of our computers are from 29th century technology that goes back in time. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Which raises a bunch of really weird questions about where would we be if <laughs> a time travel spaceship didn't end up in some
0: hippie's uh, van. Um... <laughs>
1: Man, Voyager.
0: All this talk about time travel, though, I do have uh honorable mention. Well, you've That, gotten, well, that does pertain. Well, when we get there, yeah. just just so I don't forget, I have an honorable mention that pertains to Back to the Future. Ah. Uh, oh, oh,
1: the Almanac. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I got a better one. Ooh. Is there a... <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Yeah, don't say it. I won't, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> I never would have thought of that.
2: Is there a Biff Tannen uh, way, way of the deal book?
0: <laughs> no, but that would be great.
1: All right, Seth, you got another pick.
0: Yeah, my other pick. Um, I apologize to any of our German listeners if I totally butcher this. Un ausbrechlichen Kulten, which is a direct translation to Nameless Cults, or better known as The Black Book, by Friedrich von Juntz from the H.P. Lovecraft series.
2: Oh, H.P. Lovecraft. I just heard about... Uh, H.P. Lovecraft book that I desperately want to read where uh, a family gets cursed by a wizard because they slighted him and he curses them that all their male heirs will die before they turn 30 and they spend like generations trying to solve the the problem and like undispel the curse and nothing is stopping it and then late at the end they find out it's because the wizard keeps breaking into their house and killing people for <laughs> there's no
0: magic to it he just kills them <laughs> Oh that's really good. So what is this book? I have no idea. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research between this week and next week. <laughs> oh all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean for most of these. Um, and it's going to be hard because I can't even read the books because they're not actually written. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah, if I remember the, uh, I did do a Wikipedia search about the Orange Catholic Bible as I was reading through Dune, uh, and there's like twenty references and that is it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh no, this is all you have to work with."
0: Yeah. I'm hoping a lot of the criteria that the that we end up getting will be based exclusively on the title of the book because I know all of those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Back to me? Yes, indeed. And you know, and uh, I'm going to stick with Neil. Neil Gaiman, he's one of my favorite authors and another fantastic piece of fantasy that he has written is American Gods. So I'm going to go with that. Very good. Um, And not the TV show. What's American Gods about? American Gods is... uh, Do we care about... uh, I, I guess I will try not to spoil anything that hasn't already been spoiled on the very successful TV show that is currently... Uh, just finished its second season. All right. So I'm not going to go too far into things, but I will give some minor plot points so if you're watching that show, I don't ruin anything for you. Um, American Gods is about Odin, primarily, uh, but as he's known currently, Mr. Wednesday. Um, and a handful of other very old gods who have been around for a very long time in America who were brought over by immigrants. Um, a Nazi... Um, the ever uh, Afri- I believe, West African trickster god is mm-hmm. very prominent in it as well, um, along with a handful of others. Is Coco Pelli in it?
2: I just love Coco Pelli; he's my
1: favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, versus um, the new gods or the American gods of media, Mister um, World, Technology Boy, um, kind of things that we all have faith in inherently or, in a way, people worship uh, that have. Used that to become gods in their own right, as what makes a god is belief in that god. That's a very interesting concept. And done very well in the Sam Neill
2: Merlin uh, movie or TV show, miniseries.
0: When did that come out?
2: Uh, early nineties. Yeah, uh- and they de- he defeats. Uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name. M
1: uh, Morgana.
2: Yeah. By just saying, we forget about you. Sorry, nobody gives a shit anymore, and all of her power slips away, and she disappears. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. very good. Um, so yeah, American Gods is fan fucking tastic. Um, and I'm gonna have to either reread it in the next week, um, or <laughs> uh, attempt to read synopsises of the book just to make sure that I don't do because the book, the TV show is a great departure at this point mm-hmm. um so
2: Ben well I just know that if our belief in something makes it gives it power I will definitely have uh created a god that I can definitely make it to the bathroom in time before this lactose destroys me <laughs> 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 cause I believe real strong <laughs> 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 oh boy so we are at the end of Round four, we still have some some stuff that I, I think, in large part due to the fact that Seth kind of uh, found an interesting gambit, there is some stuff that is still on the on the table. Uh, that I didn't think would be. Uh, You're welcome. I, I did have Harry Potter on here. I think we're going to get that covered with Hogwarts of History, so I will skip that. Same. I have a uh, uh, Prisoner of
0: Azkaban. So. Yeah. I was going to go with uh, Goblet of Fire. Uh, Which I think is the better book, personally.
1: Um, Yeah, probably. it's probably the better written of the two, for sure. Prisoner I, of Azkaban is just straight nostalgia for me. Yeah. So Goblet of Fire, I think, is the
2: last book before J.K. Rowling went, oh shit, I have to finish this. Because <laughs> the last three books just get real... I need to fit in enough stuff to end this story. Um, and you also have uh, a book from wheel of time, which I was really, I really wanted to pick the dragon reborn because the end of the dragon reborn is the novel version of a quick time event. As Rand chases a character through a castle, just like undoing their magic as they cast it at him. Um, (laughs) They just, like, run around in a circle through this castle, magicking
0: at each other. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be mad if you still took The Dragon (laughs) Reborn. I would love more opportunities to debate The Wheel of Time. And the book that I took from Lord of Chaos is one of the lesser, well-known fake series or fake books from that series. Um, I considered taking The Travels of Jane Farstrider, but decided against it because it was too easy.
2: Too easy for your esoteric gambit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you also, really are channeling Chris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also really wanted to take one that was written by one of the Ogier and not by Jane Farcherider himself. Fair enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, not that uh, Jane Farcherider is not a badass, but there are there
2: are things I need that need to be. If we are drafting fantasy books and fantasy novels, there are things that need to be represented. Uh, and that, unfortunately, is going to start pushing where I have to make these last two picks. First one, round four, I'm going with my heart. These are some of the most important fantasy books to me. They... Uh, they... shaped who I am as somebody who loves uh, reading. Uh, they shape how I like to describe things when I write or run d and campaigns, because the author... Used to volunteer at a school for the blind, and so his descriptions in books are made so that a person who cannot see would know what's going on. That's super cool. And it has it, it created a very specific style that if you if you didn't know that and now you do. When I tell you that that is how why Brian Schock writes the way he does, now everything makes sense.
0: Hmm.
2: So I am taking. The Long Patrol from the Redwall series, a series of books that I have the complete collection of in the next room. (laughs) Uh, They are fantastic books uh, that are about uh, woodland creatures who live at a medieval Europe level of technology. And uh, it is fascinating and. Sweet and tender, but also just surprisingly violent for books that are about woodland creatures. Yeah, uh, yeah. to the point where uh, my brother and I, at one point, were like teased for reading the books, and it's like this is a book about a bunch of characters on a suicide mission going to try and kill a bad guy before, like before everyone dies. Yeah, like. This is way way more
1: violent than you think. A book about bunnies is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're reading a book about bunnies, nerd.
2: Yeah, but they got <laughs> spears and pikes on the front cover. Mm, spears are cool. And they're <laughs> hares, not bunnies. That's a very it's
0: an ang- important, important distinction. distinction yeah, that,
2: all right. That they that they make um, in the books, but it's great. Uh, yeah, so. The uh, Long Patrol from the Red Wall series.
0: I never got around to reading that as a kid, so I started to read it as an adult, and I bought a used copy from the bookstore, and my dog thought it smelled delicious and took it off of the coffee table and tore it into a lot of confetti.
1: Lucky um, for you, I know someone who has them all. It's <laughs>
0: true, and we got nothing but time down here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, this sucks because I've got some stuff that... I feel really bad not taking.
1: Same. Uh, And I'm going to have to take something for my next pick that I didn't want to because it's just... It's an entire genre of fantasy we have not represented at all.
2: Well, It's
1: breaking my heart right now. So I am taking Homer's Iliad
2: for my last pick. I had a feeling it was going to be Greek. Uh, Which a lot of people know The Odyssey. I like the Iliad more. But that's, I'm I'm a weirdo like that. But really, I implore
1: you, Really good.
2: if you're ever going to try and read it, read the abridged version. <laughs> <laughs> the unabridged version, there are a lot of rules about Greek poetry uh, that do not translate to reading in English. And so uh, Homer gets caught up in some weird rhymes and ends up, like, just taking some super weird detours to make, you know, some, like stanzas and couplets fit into greek poetry that is not represented in how we write and read it now uh so it'll be in the middle of like some skirmish and he will take a three-page detour on some character who has never before been referenced who dies in that fight and here's what their grandfather did and here's an explanation of the farm where they lived and how many goats they had and then back to the story because <laughs> they just got caught in some turnaround in that's how the story flowed in this oral tradition.
1: I'm assuming I've read an abridged version of the Iliad. I was in seventh grade when I read the Iliad. So and I don't remember anything like that from it. Yeah. So you it would could remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it could be time, or it could be that I read an abridged version, and it's been enough time where I won't know. Yeah. yeah. And
2: it's It is interesting because unlike most modern representations of the tale where it's just about the siege, in the book, the gods are super involved in the story. And so, like, there's a fight going on and Apollo is just killing people. And it's just like, (laughs) how did this thing last for 10 years if a god shows up every so often and just murders a ton of people? Because you... Th- like the gods yeah. are there doing stuff. Yeah, and it also really reinforces that there is a reason there is no uh, Greek god of being a petty piece of shit because they all <laughs> share that title. All that, <laughs> yeah,
1: every last one. Yeah. All right. So, you play you play t ball ever, Seth?
0: No, I played so
1: pitch oh. softball. Okay, softball. Will, uh, a slow pitch is coming. Um. So I'm down to two things. And they both are classic representations of good versus evil, which is a very common thing found in fantasy. Um, they are both written in the last 35 years. Oh, okay. Um, maybe 40, depending, um, without checking the dates on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the date that we're currently in. Yes, We're yeah. not knowing that. Well, it's 2007, or 2008 now. I don't know. Time passes weird down here. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I have to admit that I'm torn. Are you burnt? I set it up for him. He I was going to do it. Replacement Chris is here. He hasn't had a chance. Sorry. It's one of our things. Do it again. We're going to do it again. Okay. So I'm torn. Are you burnt? No, but... There are burnt characters in both of these.
2: Okay, I'm just going to point out, I missed it last time and you yelled at me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did, and Keith yelled it twice, so we're good. Um, But I think I'm going to have to go with the one of these two that is incredibly prevalent in today's society, much more so than the other. Um, And also... One is moderately represented on this list. The other is not really at all short of conjecture and argument. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to take another comic book, but the fact that we don't have any superheroes on here when superheroes are the modern fantasy is something I cannot let pass. And if I'm going to take a superhero story, I'm going to take the fucking best one. So I believe for the second time now, I'm drafting Watchmen. Okay. Okay.
0: I like that. Do you not like that?
1: Is Watchmen fantasy? Well, you've got a character who can outsmart a god.
0: But how does he outsmart the god? Is he super smart because he's, like, genetically born that way? How do they explain that? They don't. They don't. Well, then it's fantasy. And you've also
1: got a god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There's but they that.
2: explain that scientifically.
1: No, they don't. They, they, say, as well as the they anything say nuclear.
2: As well as, yeah, Star Trek says tachyons and uh, graphometric
1: no, pulse. V- you've been watching Voyager. I have been watching a lot of Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Trek actually mostly grounded in modern science for whenever it's been around. Right. Um, they do a pretty good job of that for most of... Uh, Star Trek.
2: I did just watch uh, the episode where uh, Picard Brants about how they have never solved for Matt's Last Theorem, which got solved two years after that episode aired. <laughs> uh,
1: Watchmen yeah. is great.
2: Watchmen is really, really good. I am not I'm not sure I would call it fantasy. Uh,
1: oh, it's such fantasy. It is so fantasy. It, one, it's superheroes, which are fantasy. Right. Some of them are more science fiction. Admittedly, it depends on the individual hero. But superheroes as a genre is fantasy. It's a form of fantasy. I, I, can, I, I can concede that. I just And then, in turn, Watchmen being the pinnacle of the superhero genre is fantasy. It doesn't, f- it doesn't pass the
2: smell test to me, but I understand your argument, and I'm willing to let it go.
1: I mean, if you want to fight about it, I'll just
2: take my other pick, but that's fine. Uh, I'm 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 gonna let it go because as things go, the schlubby impotent guy who beats like goes out beats up a bunch of people and then has a beautiful woman have uh, cure his impotence is a fantasy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go, Night Owl. Too you you saved it for your
0: fair. <laughs>
1: Appreciate you, Dan. All oh, right,
0: very good. So that just leaves me then, huh? Yep. Yep. All right. This may be the single most meta pick in. Draft the Universe History. We'll see. I'm so meta, even this acronym? Maybe. Well, maybe not that far. Okay. But it's... I'm going to take Venetian Blinds, which is a book that was not written, but was supposedly written by Art Vandelay, which is the pseudonym or alias for George Costanza in the TV show Seinfeld. So it's a book <laughs> that's not written about a book that's not written from a TV show, from a TV show. Yeah. So George has an
2: alternate ego who, who he claims wrote a book that that, that he ex- did,
0: that he didn't actually write in a universe where that book supposedly exists, but doesn't actually exist. So there is no book called Venetian blinds. No,
2: he just claims he wrote the book Venetian blinds in his alter ego, Art Vanderlei. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Fuck it. It's the last pick. I'm not <laughs> most of my fight is out of me at this point. I, I am I mean if you guys don't like it, I have like I'm worried, nine other books. I'm here. mostly worried about how you're going to handle debating
2: this, but we will see. That's a problem for me to worry about later. That's a problem for tomorrow, Seth, not today, Seth. Exactly. Fair
1: enough. Alright, Okay. You got an honorable mention that I want to get out of the way. Yes. I believe it is a book by one George McFly, if I guessed correctly. It
0: absolutely is. Yes! <laughs> A match made in space, which, which was written by George McFly um, after he was um, rudely awakened in the middle of the night by some Van Halen, which was played by...
2: Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, Darth
0: Vader. Um, and <laughs> telling him that he needs to actually write this book. Um, and he does. And then Marty gets back to the future, and he and, has and he has written that book and is famous and they are now wealthy.
1: Yeah. So another book that was demanded to be written uh, by the character in it of its author is actually Conan the Barbarian. Really? Yeah. Um. Oh God, what I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I feel bad. It just slipped my mind. Conan? Oh, fuck. No, the author, the guy who wrote Conan.
2: Isn't, isn't it Conan's stories? Isn't he telling them and they're written down?
1: Well, yes, but fuck. Okay, what's his name? Fucking, fuck I'm Googling.
2: <laughs> okay, well, while you're Googling, it is fucking unconscionable nobody took a, a Narnia book.
1: Yeah. I thought we said no Bible. <laughs> zing. <laughs> I thought we actually agreed on Bible. <laughs> so, return Zing. Damn it. Robert E. Howard. Okay. So, Robert E. Howard writes the Conan books, mm-hmm. um, and he starts because he woke up in the middle of the night, and Conan was at the foot of his bed and demanded that he tell his stories; otherwise, he would kill him. Now, obviously, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Um. But it did inspire him to, in turn, start writing the Conan stories, and apparently, it was some type of reoccurring dream. That's crazy. Erwin is a hell of a drug. Um, Also, Conan uh, Conan the Destroyer and Conan the uh, Cimmerian,
0: I think. Something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Um, Honorable mentions of mine. Uh, But not what I was debating for for my last pick. Um, What had had me so torn... Were you burnt? Was Stephen King's The Stand.
0: I was looking at some Stephen King books because...
1: Steven. He's got books in his books.
0: He's got books in his books because a lot of his protagonists are authors. Yeah. Well, and also the
2: the whole Dark Tower series is yeah a meta narrative
0: connecting all of his ugh. yeah. There, Cocaine is also a hell of a <laughs> drug. Uh, <laughs> so there is an entire Wikipedia page of books that exist in other books that are not actually written. And you get down to – they're in alphabetical order by author, and you get down to Stephen King, and it links you to a separate wiki page <laughs> because there's just too many of them.
2: Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, other things that I had on my list. Uh, Jaffair covered Neil Gaiman, so I didn't take 1602, Yeah, which is – it is Marvel superheroes set in the Roanoke colony in the New World – and it is so cool, and it has one of my favorite lines of from any comic book where it comes to light that Captain America is behind all of the world-destroying awfulness because, because of the super soldier serum, he just lived longer than everybody. And so he watched all of the Marvel superheroes grow old and die and enter a world where people like... Didn't trust superheroes, or superheroes were too old to actually do anything. So he goes back in time to the beginning of America to build a better world. And Nick Fury is the head of uh, of uh, Queen Elizabeth the uh, uh intelligence organization because, of course, he is. He's Nick Fury. He's the number one spy, mm-hmm. and so he goes back. Uh, he's trying to find out why the world is unmaking itself, and it's because. The superheroes are in the wrong time uh and he confronts captain america who is just like i have to like i can't go back even though my being here is what is destroying the world because if i go back the world is just too horrible for me to want to live there and nick fury's like don't worry about it i mean come on would, Nick, would the Nick Fury you know ever lie to you? And he's like, no, he wouldn't. And the Nick Fury just knocks him out. <laughs> he's just like, I'm not that guy, asshole. And just throws him through the portal. <laughs> it's just like... Also, yeah, Nick Fury would lie to you. No, Do absolutely. you know Nick yeah. Fury? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we said uh, the Harry Potter books, we yeah. we mm-hmm. kind of get a reference to. The Wheel of Time books, so mm-hmm. great. Uh, we talked about Thrawn. Uh, yeah, the Sword of Truth books are... Something I I had on here. Uh, I have seen the TV show The Legend of the Seeker, which are based on the the uh, sort of truth books. I had on those. I had this on the list because I was pretty sure we were going to end up real deep in my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beowulf, uh, La Mort d'Arthur by Thomas Mallory, yeah, which is the original telling of all of the uh, King Arthur stories. Uh, I'm really sad I didn't get to take this. I was going to take A Land Apart from Time, the first Dinotopia novel. Real <laughs> good.
1: Uh, we still need to make a
2: Dinotopia unit. <laughs> yes, we do. I I love that so much. Uh, yeah, uh, there are there are so many great fantasy stories that. Yeah. I I thought we were getting deeper into my list.
1: Um, I got a couple more honorable mentions here. Um, Wizard of Earthsea, um, fantastic. Um, Tim Hunter and the Books of Magic, um, didn't really fit the format, um, it's a vi- decently long comic book series that you kind of need all of to come together, um, uh, the Pokemon Adventures manga, shit's <laughs> <laughs> fantasy, and I just yeah. wanted to give a shout out to Pokemon, um, and then the pick that I convinced myself I couldn't draft, the Star Wars original, or the... the the Star Trek original series movie trilogy, which is Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and The Voyage Home, which is a uh, battle to save the universe against um, an unknown entity, time travel, resurrection. Um, It is the least Star Trek of all Star Trek when it comes to science. Um, They just... They slingshot around the sun to go back in time. They <laughs> do that in the original <laughs>
2: series, though.
1: Like, there's a lot of shit that is very fantasy about this particular uh, set of movies. From Sp- Spock using the mind meld to put his mind in McCoy so that he can be resurrected later, all kinds of shit. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, one, not worth the fight. Two. I will acknowledge that it is still Star Trek and hence not fantasy yeah. for everyone. Who's like, Oh man, when Spock forcibly mind melds, Kim Cattrall in
2: Star Trek VI, oh the horrible, uh, uh, consent implications of that. It's like, Spock's always had a problem about mind-meld consent. (laughs) Uh, true. McCoy would never have agreed to that. He didn't really like Spock. (laughs) He didn't want Spock's brain in his brain. We know what happens when we talk about Spock's brain. (laughs) The worst
1: episode of Star Trek. You're not wrong. Um, And then final shout-out to the Jedi Academy trilogy. Also Star Wars. Um, Very good. Very, very good. I do
0: have a few more honorable mentions, oh, but please, before yes. that, I got a nice little tie-in. We are talking about the Conan books. The Conan series was uh, had some additional authors, including Robert Jordan, yes. who wrote The Wheel of Time. Yes, he did. And I have a copy of um, a collection of some of the Conan books that he wrote from Robert Jordan's personal library that I drove to South Carolina to purchase. Neat. Nice. Yeah. It is neat. I haven't read it yet. I'm afraid to open any of his books because I don't want to ruin them. I completely understand. <laughs> but I, I have a small collection of Robert Jordan's personal library. He was into some weird shit. Yeah. Um. We went up to the counter to pay for it, and the lady at the register said that there was some stuff that his estate specifically asked was not included with, like, his collection and just, like, shoved into the rest of the store. Um, and I, I went through the rest of the store and I couldn't find anything, but there's stuff in there like, um, cookbooks that are, well, it's a porn cookbook where all of the pictures involve naked women, So, but it's n- a cookbook.
1: Is it naked woman, women cooking or is it cooking
0: naked women? Oh, I think it's women that are cooking while naked. Okay. Um,
1: but one I, of those, is I didn't significantly find it, so I'm not weirder sure. than the other. Yeah. So,
0: see, this is one of those
2: things where you just wonder is it I am rich and esoteric enough that I can just buy any weird book I see? I don't <laughs> think so. It's a novelty and I'm a writer and just anything that might strike inspiration is something worth having in my home. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Or is it I enjoy this stuff? <laughs> there was a lot there was there was several books that I did buy that involved naked or scantily clad women from the stuff that was like sectioned off with his library. So, so you know, the other stuff had to like,
2: be way weirder.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you can tell it's from a time before internet porn because that's the only naked women he could get. I mean, uh, you are a fantasy writer. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also have um, a book here from Jafar's first pick, Lord of the Rings. Herblore of the Shire by Master of Buckland, Maradoc Brandybuck. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to mention, um, oh, these two are from movies, and I mention them only because the actors that portray the authors of the books that were not actually written are two fantastic authors, um, undisputedly. The first is The Boat Rocker by Torrance Mann, played by James Earl Jones from Field of Dreams. All right. And the second is The Doubtful debutante, by John Keating, played by Robin Williams, in Dead Poets Society, my captain. Now, had I known
2: you were doing this, I would have definitely picked The Royale from the Star Trek episode, The Royale, (laughs) 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 which that episode is my idea of hell. It is an astronaut who uh, is part of Earth's third attempt to leave our solar system. They get... They run into an alien ship. The aliens accidentally kill everybody else and build this guy a world on a planet based on this one book that happened to be on board thinking it was like their guide to how to live and it was just some shitty pulp novel that he got trapped in for 30 years and (laughs) died in this horrible hotel. (laughs) Yeah, that's hell. (laughs) That is my idea of hell. Um, I am shocked you did not take there and back again.
0: I thought about that, but that in, in my mind, that is, is the 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 Hobbit. And so it has been actually written, but that is an assumption. (laughs) Yeah, it is, but it's, it's a pretty well substantiated assumption. I would say. Um, I did consider that. Um, I have a couple others doing need more time to fill.
1: No, we're. All I'm right. fucking good
0: right now. No, so. but f- finish out your list. You get to your list. Oh, um, I included The Philosophy of Time Travel by Roberta Sparrow from the Donnie Darko films. And, oh, Tobias Funke's The Man Inside Me Yes. from Arrested <laughs> Development. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to that one. And then, because it was my favorite TV show when I was in high school, Lost. Um, Chris oh, has talked a lot yeah. about the alternative reality games that were involved with that, including two books, one of which was actually written, and a, and the other one um, was by the same fictional author but was not written. The one that was written was Bad Twin, and you can get it online <laughs> for like
1: $5. I remember when that came out.
0: Yeah. And the other is the Valenzetti equation, um, talking about the numbers from the show for 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah. Um, Seth, and, and Seth, how s- many things in your life
1: have you forgotten, and you remember those numbers? I will remember those numbers till the day I die. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Seth. Seth uh, just a soft podcast pitch here because Chris isn't here to do it. If we were to start a Lost Watch podcast, would if you're still in the bunker, would you yeah, a 100.
0: I feel guys like have, have fun with that. I have them I've, all on DVD. I, have I feel all like six a seasons. Lost
1: watch through, given that there's a bunker in Lost. Yeah, aren't there seven seasons? I, think it's I believe there are seven seasons. Do you not have the last season? Have you no, also I have, not seen a I have, finale like Chris? No, I have. I have finished the series. <laughs>
0: I have all of the seasons. I just, it's been a long enough that I don't remember if it is six or
1: seven. Oh. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched Lost. I think yeah. it's ripe. Yeah. Okay. I would take that. I would be so down for that. Okay. We'll talk about it off pod and if we ever find Chris. Yeah. At this point, I'm worried he's not being petty. And is actually
2: lost somewhere. Um,
1: <laughs> we should probably go look
2: for him. Three weeks is about the the end of of where I'd expect Chris t- Chris's <laughs> pettiness to end. Like I have looked, but I mostly just I get up to the to this the ladder into the murder basement. You know he's down there. I'm not going down there. Uh,
1: you know that's like his favorite place. I know, but that's where like from there you end up in the clone room. I don't want to go back to the clone room. No, or the painting hall. Well, I will give it another week.
0: If he's not back and there's a chance that me finding him means that I can go home, I will go into the murder basement.
2: Well, be careful because you are likely to be eaten by a Gru. Yeah. Well,
0: that's fine. I understand the risk. But if it's trapped down here and and never seeing the sun again or risking dying to potentially get home... I'll take that second one.
1: How very fantasy hero of you, which yeah. I'm sure we'll discuss more next week. How feels, how feels. As always, thanks to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at the thekickstandband.bandcamp.com.
2: And feel free to shoot us an email at at gmail.com. Let us know what some of your favorite fantasy books are. I know we missed a lot of them. Uh, And feel free to shoot us, uh, to reach out to us at facebook.com slash drafttheuniverse or at twitter.com slash drafttheverse. Uh, Just reach out. Let us know. Yeah.
1: And uh, thanks for reviewing our podcast on Podcast Addict People. We just found out that's a thing. Yeah, that um, was only, uh, very cool thing I, to find out. <laughs> I still don't know how to see them, but I've been told that people have reviewed the podcast there, so thank you.
2: That's how I primarily listen to podcasts, and I didn't know I could leave reviews on there, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next week, Internet.
0: Hylianna!
1: Hylianna! <laughs> yeah. Hey, Billy Zane. Hylianna! <laughs> <laughs>